This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. What's up, everybody? This is Joe LaPuma. You are listening to the Complex Sneakers Podcast. To my right, Matt Welty. How's everyone doing? How are you guys doing? And to my left, all black... Fresh New Balances, though. New Balance 993 yeah. on feet. I did just get a pair of 992s in the mail like an hour before this. I was thinking about switching out just to be totally crispy for it. Yep, but. and rings on two different hands, so you know he's in that zone. How we feeling? We're back. I'm We're back. Here. Where are you coming back from, Joe? I'm coming back from Miami. Don't I look a little darker? A couple uh, of shades darker? Are you working on the tan? It was a little windy, but I, I You always, were a Soho house? No, not Soho house. I always sneak in one to two hours of... Uh, Leisure time in Miami. Though. Where are you going At to least, Miami? We went to Versailles, which is a institution. Went to Komodo. I took Jose to Komodo. What is that? Komodo is Gruntman's restaurant. Dave Gruntman. Who is that? You guys don't get out often. It's okay. This, this rich, this rich guy <laughs> lifestyle. Just I can't. It's I can never relate to it. Going um, to Lore. Yeah. Last week I was at Lore and uh, a restaurant Vashti, recommended to us by Vashti. Yes, off camera from last week's episode. This is in New York, right? Last week we were talking to Vashti about her favorite spots in New York, and Lore came up, and I went last Saturday, and she was texting us the Robert De Niro picture. Yes. And I picked up my phone, and I was like, "Oh, I'm actually at Lore," and Vashti had the chef send over two glasses of champagne. So a nice bottle. Glasses. So, yeah, the champagne. But, 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 yeah, yeah it was know. good. High quality. High quality. Okay. I still haven't been. Wealthy, do you want to go to Lore sometime? You, that's not it's really awesome. my scene, man. Really? No. Why not? I, what, what about it? You, have you ever been there or you're just saying that? No, I'm just saying those sort of places in general oh, is like things I usually don't he do. He wants fucking kebabs with the blue collar steel workers, <laughs> which I like. Which I Someone like. from the local 79. Yeah, I like it. I like the to local get. local 43. Listen, I like to get my hands dirty. I like to get my hands dirty, but Lore is amazing. You would like it. Maybe the boys go out. Do you spend any time in Soho, Wealthy? Because I will tell you this, from an ego standpoint. Oh, God. You know, if you go to Soho. I know it's the hotbed if you want to get, like, recognized. recognized. If you, yes. if you got a, if he you takes got a, all his dates there. What yeah, are you exactly. talking about? If you got a hot date, you'll get recognized nonstop. Yeah. Your ego will be on 11. I saw today's full-size run episode. Very funny. You liked it? I liked it. Thank you, Joe. Yeah. One of my... Personal yeah, favorites. Of Person- his, his face is lighting Personal up. Personal favorites. Oh, my God. Wealthy has been... Non-stop excited about this episode. Yeah. I quite enjoyed it as well. Big, like, bo- big body best. That's right. We could talk yep. about it. Yeah, it's this is going to come out, and you know, hopefully, there, already has hundreds of thousands of views. Absolutely, there were some good moments in there. Hey, listen, not about me, but we shot a big one in Miami, fellas. We shot the season finale in in uh, Miami. W- when is it coming out? Not for a while. Okay, we'll so we can't that. we can't say anything else about it. The big Kahuna. This, that's all. Miami. Uh, can you give us any hints or anything no, like that? No hints. I mean, I know, but can you no give hints, the people no listening hints, any hints? No hints. It's a really good episode for the season ten finale. Joe, 
I, I know okay. I know you said you're all booked up. You, you got a lot of episodes in the can. Mm-hmm. Is this the time now that you're actually going to go on vacation? Because we were speaking no. recently about no. not never not going, going on. I'm not going on vacation. No? You I have just, no, no? I was just in Miami. I was just in Miami. There's nowhere you want to cross off the list. I you know, know global travel is a, is a big question mark no. right now. But I need 12 to 18 hours. Can't go to Europe. I need 12 to 18 hours of downtime, and I'm good for the next three years. That's it. <laughs> Listen, come on, guys. You know, I mean, how much hours downtime do you spend on those kit trips, man? Three days. You said you only need 12 hours. You're good. You're good for I'm like- saying uh, if I'm in a place for three days, I will chill for three days, but I only need 12 to 18 hours, and then I'm good for the next three years. Well, do you got any trips planned? Uh, You're the only one who travels. He, he doesn't take that I, much vacation. I'm trying to, I'm trying to inspire va- you, you guys. You take vacation all the time. That's not true. Yeah, uh, yeah that is very true. That's yes, not true. You that take a lot of vacation. Let me explain bro. something to you. You know who I I'm took, like? Dwight Schrute. Did you ever see The Office when Dwight Schrute says, I never take vacations? I'm around 365, seven days a week. That's who I am. I'm in the office more than you. We know that for sure. But I will say, I took a week vacation. That was the first vacation I'd taken since September. That was like a five month span or something like that. I feel like you're always on vacation, but you work hard. Thank He's, you. He, he works hard. He's here way earlier than- It is unlimited PTO. Way earlier than the one to my right. So, you know, you're entitled. I, I'm, all and I'm trying listen. to say is you guys are entitled too. Wealthy, I want to see yeah. you I want to see you post a grand pick from a white sand beach really? somewhere. Oh, where would it go? Where would you go? I think Croatia would be a nice place to yeah. go to. I, I want to see Wealthy in that. Croatia He'll in 2020. He'll do it. I Take I'll a week. Do that. I mean, you saw, you saw the Adidas. E- you some, saw the paid partnership you know, with the eating, Adidas tag, didn't you? Eating some octopus on the beach. Listen, though, it's been a crazy week, guys. All kidding aside, just got off the flight, and I was looking forward to this because last night was, was this crazy. This coronavirus shit. It, it I was can't crazy. believe we're at this level. The yeah. NBA is canceled for the season. MLS season is suspended. Is that because of the virus or because no. of your behavior? Oh, God. <laughs> Tom Hanks I know. has contracted I know. coronavirus and his wife. We got a PSA from Chet Hayes about it. Hanks. 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 I think his rap name is Chet Hayes, Oh, okay. Right? See, oh, he yeah. knows. He knows. I, I could we be wrong. Shirt, shirtless PSA. Oh, my God. Yeah, um, but I'm happy to be here with you guys and hopefully everyone listening, you know, stay safe out there and, and take the necessary steps to yeah. making sure you guys are healthy and yeah. um, crazy, crazy time. We're trying to give you a little escape here. Look, we yeah. all know there's more important things going on in the Absolutely. world right now than sneakers, but we're still going to focus on sneakers because that's what we do. That's what exactly. we know. That's what we love. So we hope this conversation can kind yeah. of uh, help take you away from the more dire right. situations across the globe right now. And uh, with that being said, coming up with this topic for this week it's kind of a topic that we talked about here and there in a mm-hmm. couple episodes, and we've been talking about it in the office a few weeks. Constantly. Constantly. Yep. And it seems like there's been so many entry points to this conversation, ups and downs, and a lot of energy moments, and then some hits, some misses. But we wanted to talk today about the current state of Jordan brand mm-hmm. as it relates kind of to the most recent you know, Q1 in 2020 and maybe yeah. the end of 2019. And it's been only, what, like two and a half months of... 2020 but there's a lot of stuff a lot happened. has happened there's a lot a has lot happened going on um yeah i just want to see how we feel mostly product based because that's what we talk about actual releases on the shelves but also some business moves signings things like that absolutely i'm excited to hear what wealthy has to say on the wealthy yeah. are you as notorious an air jordan hater as people think i'm not uh, yeah I, and also not to interrupt but i'm gonna interrupt no, no, no. right away i think that he's getting a little a little more better mo- at it. A little it. more moderate? N- just because um, I, th- I think so. He's not getting more moderate in everyday things. 
Jordan Brand, I think he's letting up a little bit on. I think it's I can I'm at a point I've always kind of been like that where I feel like I can look at Jordan Brand from stepping outside of it and look at it objectively. Mm-hmm. Uh, me personally, still never wear Jordans, but it's not because I just think they're awful shoes. It's like, just certain things. You're saying you don't think they're awful shoes? No, I don't think that they're awful shoes. It's just certain things not for you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, and that's just one of the things that's not for me. So, but you did. I, I want to set the stage for this really briefly because I know you do have a personal history. You had a pair of Jordan eights when you were like eight years old, basically. Is it? Uh, yeah, in second grade. Yeah, I ended up getting a pair of the OG Aqua Jordan. Yeah, Aqua eights. Uh, that was yeah. in the that was it's, in the full size run sneaker shop and crossover. Yeah, I think that's important to mention because I don't want anybody to ever think that wealthy is just like hating on this stuff without having a history, just or, personal style, or a real connection yeah. to it. Yeah. So how far back do we want to go here? Should we talk about the young talent associated with the brand? Absolutely. Uh, to begin. Zion Williamson signed with Jordan Brand last mm-hmm. year. Just started playing in January. Luka Doncic. Am I saying that right? I don't yeah. watch a lot of basketball. Yeah, just got to pronounce the chitch at the end, and you're good. Very important. Uh, who else is on? Jason Tatum. Yeah, they just and, gave him a ton of PEs. And listen, all those three players are killing it right now. Rui. Killing let's it. not forget Rui Hachimura. Can't forget him. Uh, yeah. Former Soul Collector employee Brendan Williams would be upset if I did not okay, mention Rui. So uh, shout to him. But he also opens them up to the Asian market a lot yes, too, right? For yeah. Sure. yeah, definitely. And he's such a big piece. I feel like going into Tokyo 2020, they can really take advantage of that. You know, he's a Japanese guy. And if Tokyo 2020 happens, the Olympic Games is here. Everything's getting canceled right now. But, you know, that'll be summer. That'll be a little bit further out. But I, yeah. I, th- I think it's so cool because some of those players help Jordan give this, like, global sense. Jordan's always trying to be a global brand. It's mm-hmm. meant more in North America, I think, than anywhere else usually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But players like that from around the world kind of help diversify and help uh, tie in a lot of different backgrounds in terms of this whole Jordan family yeah. idea. And their play on the court has been spectacular. You know, even not to get to sports, we do have a sports podcast called Low Management, but um, you know, Jason Tatum kind of had an off year last year and now he's hit a different level. It felt like, yeah, it felt like he was the guy. Yeah, well, Kyrie. No, but he was, yeah, he was the guy for a minute mm-hmm. and a lot of people like rest in peace were com- uh, comparing him to like a young Kobe, mm-hmm. like early on mm-hmm. in his career. He was the BB guy mm-hmm. and then he leaves Nike, joins Jordan Brand and everyone's yeah. like, that's it for him. Right. Mm-hmm. But from what perspective? Like kind of like he's not going to be put like oh. on the superstar status oh. of like he might be the next guy to get a signature shoe. Jason yeah. Tatum? Yeah. I have to say I don't know a lot about Tatum again. I'm not going to pretend like mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a basketball analyst on any level, but I don't really like that new set of Jordan 34 PEs they did for him. I want to talk the, about the shoes everybody. Yeah, so getting. I want to talk about Let's let's yeah. let's get let's get into that cuz I like the Jordan 34 on yes. court. I, like I think it's a really really nice as a, as shoe. A shoe. And it came up when we were talking about the Mellow episode because you know Portland Trail Blazers black yep. and red and mm-hmm. How, like, not not to fix the Encore Jordan shoes, but also, like, what if they just released kind of player exclusives colorways and just had the players on court wearing them? Like, Mellow in Portland, a small allotment mm-hmm. of P.E. shoes that Carmelo's wearing in black and red kind of released instead of super, maybe... Super quick strike. Yeah, and, and just do it by the players. They have great players, and to be honest, the shoes look great in the colorways that the players are wearing... But it seems like to kind of fix the stigma of on-court Jordan shoes versus the retros, maybe there's a different approach to think scale about. Them back I, I, yeah, scale them back. And, you know, I don't have the answers. Obviously, they know what they're doing. But that's something that I've been thinking about because you do have these players who are killing it on court. I also love in the tunnel they're wearing whatever they want mm-hmm. from Jordan, like Zion and Luca, And it's just a matter of if, like, that 34, which is a really good shoe to me, good-looking shoe – 
could turn the corner and the strategy behind it. I just, I just don't see it. It sounds like one of those ideas that like sounds cool, like kind of like, in but like not a, about being cool. Just no, no, no. Be, hold, yeah, it sounds cool, kind of like in like a like a pitch meeting or whatever, like just an idea. But when you think about, you have to develop, you know the top performance shoe for a brand and all the money and marketing and all that that goes into it. It just doesn't even make logical sense that a company would make a shoe to that level and then not try to sell it and recoup the money when Nike's really all about, you know, the you, financial end game. Although, I don't know. I just don't know the numbers on how many Jordan 34s are selling, but I'd be surprised if they were selling enough to really, really compensate and really get profit off of that line. Because, like, you know, we all know. And would like, a small allotment hurt that or help? It would hurt it because it just wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't right. be selling nearly as many. But if years. you're not, if it would help yourself through on paper, right, I mean. right. But also, it, it sounds kind of cool. But also, where's the disconnect if you have this super crazy performance shoe, and then all you're selling is retros outside of that? Like, how is that going to entice people? You to always buy? have to sell performance shoes. And like, you know yeah. what I think it suffers from, and we kind of talked about this: the lack of kind of review outlets. Like, yeah. really, it looks cool to me. I, I don't Do you have a pair. No, I don't. I don't have a pair. I but have a pair. I haven't worn them, but I have a pair. Okay, you don't play basketball, so never. You know, we have Nightwing and people reviewing shoes. Like it's very few and far between. Like, mm -hmm. how do you review a shoe now? Besides, if you are you play in a rec league, and oh, this is really good to ball in. Like, no, I need you to be an actual basketball player to review that shoe. You know, right? I mean? yeah. and, and there's no. Do they even exist? Maybe we should start. Maybe we should start that. Not okay. with you guys, because you guys aren't athletes. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not that much of an athlete either but maybe you know i do want to talk about the ones that actually do exist in the plane they have well you said you don't like the jason tatum pe's right no it looked like a taco there's a bunch of them you know there's like a chinese takeout one i think some of them are cool in terms of colorway but they just look too cartoony in general mm -hmm. and i feel like i expect something a bit more serious from jordan brand you know over on the nike basketball side you have kyrie irving getting spongebob sneakers all the time right i don't really want to see a ton of that stuff and i don't know if i need to see it from Jordan brand. I do like the 34 that they did for Zion Williamson, the, that Bayou Boys one, and yeah. they're going to release it at Sneaker Politics in New Orleans where he's playing. Shout like, to them. That, that makes Those a lot guys, of sense. Yeah. You know, I, I'm happy to see that. I just got a phone call from Germany on my phone, and that oh, kind of like weirded me out. Are they, <laughs> you know what that is? That's, <laughs> a, that's, that's, the, that's Casper Adidas, Yeah, Adidas headquarters saying, oh, you didn't log in your hours this week. Adidas CEO they calling. Heard, they heard that you're talking about Jordan yeah. on the podcast and said, listen, when are we getting ours? Come on. Calling oh. to make sure that you are slandering Jordan Brand a sufficient yeah. amount. But, but we're, you know, you have people like Zion who hasn't played that much this season, which yeah. I think kind of hurt but them. He's but doing, he, now he's doing well. He's, but yeah. He, yeah, he's turned it on, and, you know, it, it's kind of – untold what the future is going to be for him you know it looks really bright but we don't have a big enough of like a sample set to yeah. really be like he's going to i know a lot of people are trying to push that he's going to be that guy but you just don't haven't seen his enough games yet to really cement it yeah uh -huh. so who do you give a signature out of uh, zion or luca who I do you think, think he, the i think you give it to zion right give probably it to, i don't it's it just seems like he's way more marketable Maybe I don't know. Luca is so good. Though. He's so I don't watch a lot of basketball. But he's so much. So he's so much further on in his development right. as a right. basketball player on, okay. on multiple levels. You know, he's been a professional basketball player in Europe since he was like 14, Whoa. 15 years Who old. Who knew you had it in you with that jump shot that almost <laughs> shut MSG down? <laughs> Who knew? The, the, okay. the one, the one that also almost beat Steph Curry uh, yeah. in a game of horse. But, plus or, don't, don't doubt Wealthy's yeah, basketball right. um, but either No, but from what I've seen of Luca, he seems really great on court and also seems like he has the developed personality outside of it because he's been so, not media trained, but just kind of around all of that, which I think is the other 50% equation to yeah. him. And it just seems like 
the kids really like yeah. Luca at this point, which I think is really important. Wealthy in touch with what the kids want? Okay, go ahead. I like to hear that. By the way, speaking of slandering Jordans, I do want to touch on something that you were very passionate about, yeah. Wealthy, going into this as far as which sneakers we wanted to talk about, which ups and downs from negative. the brand we wanted to talk about from yeah. the past. Like, uh, we're, we're already, mostly, he's already smiling, but go ahead. <laughs> we're mostly focusing on 2020, but we'll go back a little bit further. I know this was a hot one for you, Wealthy. The October 2019, I think, the Fearless Jordan 1 mid collection. You were upset about this idea that Jordan brand is, is working so hard on making mids a thing. Is that mid right? collaborations in I th- general. I think, you... Yeah, I think they just, like, they went, like, super hard on it. And I remember we all kind of saw it, and it was like, how many people did they give a, to give a shoe to, like, at once? A lot. A lot. And, like, Jordan collaborations to me are supposed to feel, like, really special. Like, you earned that spot where it's, like, you only have that one Jordan collaboration. Like, Virgil has his own shoe. Travis mm-hmm. Have mm-hmm. His, has his own shoe. Public School, like, had their own shoe. And then all of a sudden when you take, like, 13 people or whatever the number was and just throw it all in at once, it kind of just, regardless if the shoes are good or not, it just kind of dilutes the concept of a Jordan collaboration, regardless of who the collaborators are. Okay, so where does your critique come from? The execution or the people they picked or what? It's like- Or both. Jordan 1 mid is not the shoe to, I don't think, to try and give the collaborations to. It seems like you're forcing too much of kind of like a company, like operative of like, if we take this, we're going to like, if we can break through on the mid level, literally. But that's the hope though. The hope is that you do get one to break through and then you warm up the audience. That's what they have to do. I, I, listen, I totally agree that you do not have to like them, but I think the company is challenged with if we can break through the Jordan one mid with these collaborators and then, you know, we've seen it from the beginning of time and then they stock the shelves with Jordan one mids in Foot Locker mm-hmm. or big box retailers. That's kind of the hope that they're always trying to sell through. Yeah. Do, do you like Jordan one mids though, Joe? I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I don't like Jordan, Jordan one mid mids. is just such a hard sell forever because the, the important thing about Jordans is when they're original or when they're an original cut or an original colorway or something about them ties back to that heritage, nostalgia, et cetera. And the Jordan 1 mid is just not that. How so. far is it on the scale of, uh, you know, you can't wear Air Force 1 mids versus Jordan 1? We're not there yet, but... I might <sighs> wear an Air Force 1 mid over a, over a Jordan 1 mid, to be honest. But I, I just, I don't wear Jordans that often. How do you feel about the Jordan 1 mids? Um, Jordan 1 mid in general is not for me, and I do kind of agree with Wealthy. I think they watered down a bit the idea of how special a Jordan collaboration is. And also, like... This collection of people doesn't yeah. make a lot of sense to me as a unit. It's the fearless collection, so there wasn't really like a kind of thread that went that went story, th- so that went through it all. Edison mm-hmm. Chen had a Jordan One mid. I'm, I'm not going to slander Edison Chen because, like I said, I did meet him in a restaurant a couple months back, and I do still want him to come on full size run. <laughs> um, Melody Asani had an Air Jordan One mid. Uh, Maison Chateau Rouge, like Face Tasm, Blue the Great, those ones are cool. The Ghetto Gastro ones, I kind of like those. But just as a whole, like I don't see how these things are connected. And especially when you go into a, a retailer and you see those shoes like kind of sitting on the shelves, you're like, yeah. oh, Nair Jordan 1 collaboration didn't sell out. Sneakers like, and stuff had a pair. I mean, I yeah. love those guys. but The shoe wasn't it for you? It wasn't, it wasn't special. Yeah, th- yeah. Like, imagine finally getting a Jordan collaboration, and then that's what you get. See, that, okay, so that I could see. I can warm up to that, where you get a Jordan collaboration and the Jordan 1 mid. You don't say no to it. You don't say no to it, but 
or you I, do get what you're saying about or you get like one of those like alpha shoes that they did right. you know what i mean like oh i got a jordan collaboration and it's like yeah but it's not really a jordan collaboration it's possible also that we're a little out of touch on this because a couple of those are coveted the melody asani one yeah, the, the women's sure. only one sure that, that one per, goes some for a lot of money taste, the, yeah. the blue the great one i think the blue the great one is one of the better ones and they're too colorful for me but it is kind of cool and it has the the logo on yeah. there but those are going for what like a thousand dollars i don't want that always to be the grade but it's clear that a lot of people did care about a couple of those shoes in that collection for sure uh shifting gears though for some new releases you know can't get much fastball down the middle for me the black cat fours okay you that's know. a joe lapuma signature Just shoe january 22nd they released i got four pairs the good thing i've been beating the first pair like to absolute shit but so. i think that for me when i look at that yeah. from the outside it's like that's just your personal taste thinking that's a great shoe i don't think he likes it i, I like the shoe i think it's okay i just don't think that any all black shoe is ever going yeah, to that's be personal taste is going to be a great sneaker does joe have an all black shoe on right now yeah, almost for the most part you know what these are like when i think <laughs> like Khaled, <laughs> fragment trainer one you see it <laughs> black leather air trainer one yep um so when i think of all black shoes it just takes me back to like takes you black or takes you back takes takes Boy. me back to you know all black like air max 90s and dudes from staten island coming in to buy a fresh oh, yeah, pair see, to go I, to I go down the shore that. for the weekend i think I, it's such a different shoe than that like i don't see the black cat fours as staten island or do you can i talk to you about all black air max 90s i loved i had a pair that i bought in college that i so loved and I think my roommate at the time, or one of my roommates at the time, a guy named Mike Irwin, he bought the all-white Air Max 90s, and I bought the all-black ones. And I was just so hyped on sneakers at the time that I was like, I'll clean those for you, because he got them super fucked up. But I was just so into the idea of like being on Nike Talk and reading on like how exactly is the best way to clean shoes. like To see if you can just do it or yeah, not. Yeah, buy a bunch of barkeeper's friend at like Winco and go like scrub down. Actually, that same year, I think I went to like went to hang out with a bunch of friends during spring break at a different college and I had everybody just like pull out all their dunks and I was like, I'm cleaning all these. We're getting the cleaning supplies. Wow, what a crazy <laughs> spring crazy spring break for Brendan Dunn. <laughs> pull out all your sneakers got, and I'll it, clean them. They got wild wow, in okay. Here. I thought, what, Panama City or Cancun? No, we're having a sneaker cleaning session and guess what? I'm going to clean all of them for yeah, you guys. You guys go. dedicated I was to the game. Yeah. No, let me tell you, we yeah, also. Go to, go to, go to uh, happy hour. No. I'll be here with the toothbrush and the, uh, the sneaker cleaner. Two things. I'm going to show you guys the photo because I do have the photo of that of me. Okay. Me in the living wow, room. Wow, things like got crazy on spring break. Also, okay. We did throw a huge party that week and I was running around with the super so Was it a full phone of, like, party Bud that you <laughs> okay. so sorry. It yeah. was it was you know Love but, it. But Joe, let me I think you had mentioned this before okay. and just get the clarification Dry on it. snitch incoming. No, wait, no. Am I can I finish my Air Max 90 thing? All right. Okay, how many other shoes did you clean? But go ahead, go. I love the all black Air Max nineties. It was important to throw away the Dubray. It came with the silver Dubray. Yeah. That was trash. But I, I think I had a pair of like Ronnie Feig Asics at the time with white laces, so I switched out the stock yeah. laces. And Always had the an white innovator. Ronnie Feig Asics laces in my but, black Air Max 90s. But Joe, we all know about, we joke about it, but you love all black yep. sneakers. You yep. hate white sneakers. Yes. I think you had mentioned it before that your like disdain for all white sneakers comes from growing up on Long Island and that being like a cultural mainstay out there and not wanting to... I think the like same. That. I think the same kind of stereotype that you were getting at. Yeah. Where it was like gelled hair and white yeah. K Swiss. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Literally, I will tell you this on record. When I wear white sneakers with and I have a big foot. Yeah. Um, what size? Eleven and a half. Mm -hmm. I feel it. Like I, you know. Yeah. Everyone it looks knows. Bigger. Everyone knows that. It looks big. Everyone knows that we love our sneakers because the way that they make us feel. And sometimes you could have hundreds and hundreds of pairs, but. 
the rotation isn't as big as you think. Mm-hmm. I am yet to wear a white sneaker that I can wear consistently that doesn't make, like, also, to be honest, the big calves with white sneakers, not the best. Do you have big calves? I mean, that's Joe, Joe LaPuma does on. not skip leg day. Come on now. Every day is leg day uh, listen, for Joe Listen, I'm not saying it. I'm not <laughs> but saying it. But people are talking? But it just literally is at the core, the white sneakers, just I feel like they don't look good on me. Does that make sense? That's fair. Okay, Black Cat 4s. Then I think... Can we talk about the women's Jordan OG that released in January? Because I feel like that which was one a big was, moment. Which one was that? So they just call it the women's Air Jordan OG. It's just like the first um, oh, yes, Jordan-specific model. It came out in 98. No, exactly. What you're talking about. I thought you were talking about a one. I know exactly no, no, what you're no, talking no. about. Um, yeah. this, it came out when they first... Uh, Jordan brand was like a year old at the yep, time. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And I just... I, I know we probably don't have pairs, but I just think it's like a big moment in terms of like Jordan brand always trying to capture the women's audience. You know, Nike and Jordan execs have said like time and time again in all these earnings reports that they want to capture that audience. They want to do more to like break out. You, you see it, right, Joe? It has kind of like that Jordan I d- I did 13 see a lot of language. Yeah. Is this what Melody did? Yeah, so Melody Asani has one coming out. Always love to see an Iranian-American woman doing well. To be well. honest. I support that. This is dope. You like those? I like this. I like this. Wealthy, are you on board with that? He's not going uh, to no, be. No, I saw a lot I of, like I, this. No, I saw a lot of, you know, uh, women that I'm friends with on Instagram wearing that shoe. And hey it, looked, it looked, really? it looked, it looked okay. Speak on it, King. I want to take it back like Mark Parker, Nike chairman in December 2019, kind of talking about how much Jordan brand wants to diversify. And I think that's why these women's offerings are important. He said, we're in the early stages of strengthening our portfolio and expanding our portfolio within the Jordan brand. Obviously, sportswear is very strong. Performance basketball is more upside. Other performance categories, there's upside apparel, women's international growth. So there's tremendous growth opportunity. They're always trying to grow it into different categories. And that's why, like, I know we don't necessarily have these shoes, but I do think it's important, like, in terms of Jordan Brand's long-term strategy of, like, how can we sell more sneakers to women? Because it's ironic because I feel like we talk a lot about Air Jordans being, like, for women in New York City. Like, you see more women wearing like small Jordan than men, but like, yeah. I still think they have so much work to do. I, I, know, these, I know I say that every time, but. For sure, we've talked about that before. These are really dope to me. Which ones, the OG? Absolutely. And the Melody Asani pair looks cool with, and, the, with the cherry on And it. the women are getting fits off with these, 100%. That's something we could support, right? Yeah, 100%, definitely. these look great. Shiva, they're getting the fits off, Shiva. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> She, I think she co-signed. It was a cool story too because like I feel like sometimes it's tough to tell with any given collaborator like how organic the connection is and mm-hmm. Melody Asani had this cool like post on her Instagram where she was like in 1991 11-year-old Melody wrote Magic Johnson a letter protesting the fact that girls weren't allowed in his summer basketball camp. So there's like a real Oh really? I, did, I like, didn't I didn't know that at all. Yeah, story in terms of like her caring about basketball, about sneakers, you know. I think like Melody Asani, she had like a lot of like Reebok collabs earlier on it, in her it, career. She has kind of a renaissance right now. Yeah, it's weird to me because I just like remember those and like thinking that those weren't good at all. Just the Reebok the, ones. Yeah, just yeah. the product yeah. I didn't didn't like at all. And then so I guess like the perception in my head was just I didn't know much about her outside of that. I just knew the Reebok yeah. collaborations and I was like, oh, I don't like this stuff. Yeah. And then when I saw her do the Jordan collaboration, I didn't realize like how much people really got the Jordan one mid from last year. Yeah, got behind that shoe. And yeah, you it was saw big. like a lot of women on Instagram like wanting it, posting it, mm-hmm. and then like you as you said, the resale value went up uh massive on it. So those are hard to get. I had a couple people like hitting me. I think about trying to get pairs for women that they knew. Yeah. Just to put a pin in that, I think these Air Jordan OG for women's really good. And I think Melody's collab really good. And I think the inline one is is dope as well. Yeah. Just make more women's Jordans. Like, yeah. Right. Like always. That women actually want. Yeah. Shifting. 
I don't want to spend too much time on this because we kind of did a whole podcast on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But All-Star Weekend, we got to talk about yeah, Off-White I mean, Fives and that airship pack. Yeah, New Beginnings pack. You got your pair, right? The Off-White? I did get my Off-White Fives. Have you worn them yet? I haven't worn them yet. Let's check the price right now live. So, again, Joe paid 11, how much for 11, the Off-White? 1100 1100 for the Off-White Jordan 5s on StockX. How much are they now, I'm checking right now live. Not that the money makes any difference to you. That's not true. I want to know. Hold on. Brendan's been really active on StockX, even tweeting at them (sighs) angrily the other day. Dude. Was that too much? Actually, okay. How do we feel? 720. (laughs) Is that a a L? $400? Is that a L? Yeah, you should have been I mean, that's at least a dinner at Lure, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you know. Sometimes you misread the market, which I did. Yeah. Um, still happy I have them. I think they did were. Did you wear them yet? I haven't worn them. What's the fit gonna look like with those? No, I gotta think about that. I gotta think about. You're that. happy with StockX's transaction? Everything went smooth. I have never had a problem with StockX, honestly. I know that you guys. I, I have to say, your, Brendan. Tweet, Brendan did have a tweet. problem. No, let me let me explain this. And I I was after I sent the tweet, I was like. This is too reckless to just be going at StockX like this. The problem was mostly with UPS and them picking wow, up. Wow, okay. Really so, so StockX got a stray shot. No, but so I, I sold some stuff on StockX and I dropped it off to get picked up by UPS and allegedly they picked it up, but the shoes were already on their way to StockX. I didn't have them anymore, but then they canceled my order and I was like, what the fuck am I going to do now? So we fired up the old Twitter machine and got to typing and eventually that did uh, resolve my issue. So I have nothing but praise for the StockX support team as far as this week goes. I got to chill a little bit, though. I, I've been spending way too much time, way too much energy. Welty and I were talking about this, worrying about when is this thing going to sell? Oh, now it's on its way. Uh, I got $87.34 from the PayPal, you know. I mean, the PayPal looks good right now, but still, like, I need to spend less energy I've never on sold stuff. on StockX, but that sounds like you guys are doing good. It's Stock it's market's a, crashing. StockX going, going up. up. <laughs> so, All Star Weekend, Jordan owned it. Yes, uh, in well, Chicago no, they had in to Chicago. Do that. We shouldn't say own it. I oh, don't yes. wanna, sorry, know, they, face, they, they did a thing. Red. They did a thing. Yeah, they but, had a, um, a lot of good product. Yeah, and that was an energy moment for them. And I just think Chicago had a lot to do with it, obviously. Yeah, and I think that they stepped up to the plate, and the releases were great. And the shoes were good. I mean, the shoes were good. There were some duds. I think the Wings Air Jordan Ten wasn't great, but I like it because it's a charity thing. Yeah, you know, it was kids good... designed it, so they kind of get a pass. Although the Thornbecker yeah. stuff is better, but yeah, it's Definitely. kind of a bad design. I, I think okay, also judging kids, but. Also, for Chicago, they had that 8x8 collection, uh, all those collaborators. collaborators. To me, that's like the opposite of the Jordan 1 Fearless collection. Remember how we were talking about how that Fearless group, a bunch of names who didn't necessarily have a common thread Mm -hmm. or a real connection. To me, what Jordan Brand did in Chicago with that 8x8 group with like Lyrical Lemonade, Virgil Abloh, the Barber guy, um, the guys from Success. Yo, Lavelle Sykes from Success, to see him in a Nike press release, I love that dude. That was cool to me. But like, that was a real moment where it's like all these people are very connected to this community. It makes sense to give them product. Some of the product was a little iffy, but still, it was like, if you're going to do a big collaboration collection with a lot of people, this is how you do it. Yeah, because remember we were talking about it, and it was like one of the shoes, there was like that Sheila Rashid. Air yeah. Jordan one mid, but they released it on a Monday. It's like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, you didn't like that one. It's just weird to like drop a collaboration on a Monday, like after All Star Weekend. Monday, mid Monday, it oh. sells itself. MJ Mondays, ever heard of it? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Oh, um, one thing, though. <laughs> For the All-Star Weekend thing, you know, I've seen events, big events where Jordan or big installations where Jordan kind of bricked it a little bit Mm -hmm. in a few years, in recent years, I should say. Uh, They stepped up the plate in Chicago, and I think they they did really well. Also, have you ever been to Michael Jordan's Steakhouse? I have. Did Uh, you go when you were there? He was there when I went. Randomly? Oh, this was was the the press trip. Oh, yeah. He surprised us. Me and Russ talked about it. Were you like... Grinning from like ear to ear, like uh, can control no, but, yourself. But we talked John. I remember we talked John Starks, and it was like a group of us, and it was all for the press trip. I think yeah. it might have been the twenty three, and yeah, he was like, uh, kind of made a joke about John Starks and shitting on the Knicks as usual. But yeah, we were all eating dinner, and it was already it was the same trip that. We went to the Bulls Arena. We had our lockers yeah. and mm-hmm. things like that, and they announced our name, and we ran out. Then, oh, you're having dinner at well, uh, Welty and I did play at Madison Square Garden, so let's remember that. Right, right. Were you guys in the industry back then? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, you thought we were just trying out? No, I mean... Jordan 23. Oh, oh I thought you meant when we played at the Garden. Yeah, we... Not, no, 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 not no. the Garden. Jordan, Jordan 23, 23, I was... Dick's? I was working at Dick's or Foot Locker. Okay. I was in college. Okay. I was cleaning Mike Irwin's Air Max 90s. Yeah, yeah, on spring break. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so then they're like, hey, you're going to Jordan Steakhouse for dinner. Uh, we're all eating... And all of a sudden, like, I think there's a curtain in, in it or something. He comes out and, like, joins us for dinner. Is you know, definitely a press trip career moment. Like that was awesome. 15% of this podcast for me is just a reminder of what the different level that Joe LaPuma nah, is on versus, even, <laughs> versus the not two even. of us in just every a aspect seat at the table. Um, of life. I, I do want to talk about another couple of shoes that released around All-Star Weekend. Okay. Uh, the Jordan 1 from the New Beginnings pack and then the Jordan 185 because they kind of, like, worked on the shape on those to make it more original. The the collar is a bit higher. I think Jordan brand caught a lot of flack in the new millennium for the past, you know, 20 years or so about the shapes on their retro shoes, how they just weren't accurate, they weren't right. So I do think it's important because we complain about that stuff yeah. so much to give them credit where it's due when they get it right. I think about five, six years ago when they started remastering stuff, like that was a big deal and I think a step in the right direction. Wealthy, we've had conversations recently about how all the like Nike and Jordan stuff from like it, it's 2000 fu- and 2010 funny. is just and, bad and I, in terms of retro yeah. Yeah. Accuracy. Yeah, don't even want to go down that rabbit hole, but it's just kind of funny how the shoes we really look back on, like the golden era of what sneaker culture is nowadays, is like 2005 to 2010. Mm-hmm. If you actually look, a lot of retro products. If you look at all the retro shoes from the era, they're just like really bad. 
like all some like, of the parts essentially yeah like the catalog yeah or no just like how like they physically tried, how they tried they were the they didn't know how to recreate the shoes like they weren't like taking the original last and like putting like the right branding on it and like the way they made the midsole and like remember like the you don't like white shoes but like the military uh fours from like 2006 just like the paint just like fell off the a lot of paint chipping in those yeah. areas yeah but but i think i so i do want to just mention again as another high point of stuff jordan's done recently the stuff is quite limited but those two pairs of jordan ones you know they they talk to like original developers and like factory people to get the stuff right the collar height like i said they're using original lasts on i don't stuff, think people so like realize cool how moment. how hard it is to accurately retro a shoe i know and i don't think they care because it's like real like shoe dog level type yeah that's the thing stuff. i was gonna say who knows that even knows that story what kid they look at it they look at how it looks how more people should know about that story that's why i love it because like yeah. not that we need to be like thankful to these brands but like jordan doesn't have to do that type of stuff so when they do do that type of stuff it feels like it's for us or it's for mm -hmm. the people who are really invested like someone's actually doing really their job care. you know yeah. what i mean exactly so i think they deserve some credit for that i do want to mention real briefly like though still again, on all-star weekend no just just all this retro because yeah, i i want to talk about a retro Okay. Yeah. One that I don't know why, maybe, and to be fair, maybe it is the white sneakers, that UNC Jordan 3 that people went nuts over last weekend. I was confused. I did not like you didn't that like, shoe. You didn't like it when it had the North Carolina logo on the tongue? When it was like a PE? Yeah. Not really. I mean, no. Well, here's the thing. Even if I like the PE, I still think retroing it, the same exact shoe, essentially without yeah. that kind of special tag on it. Yeah. But people went nuts over it. I can't figure that one out why people either. went so nuts over it, he to be honest. A, he caught a lot of flack on Full Size Runner when he referred to it as a poverty PE. I saw that, yeah. Which was accurate. In the words accurate. of DJ Khaled. Accurate. Uh, that was totally accurate. Joe, I'm with you on this. Like, yeah, I just couldn't. I, I can't. You know, sometimes you see, and listen, everyone's guilty of it. I'm guilty of it, where I will love a shoe and go super hard for it, and it's like, tons of people are like, why? Like, you, How you did really, you end up there? Yeah, yeah, you really like that? But... This one I was looking at the stuff online last Saturday, and I'm People like, "People fighting." Yeah, I'm shoe, really. I'm, random yeah. What am I? What I was basically saying. What am I missing here? A very close uh, friend of mine ended up getting, who's a reseller, ended up getting 400 pairs. How do you do on them? Uh, pretty good. Um, I don't. I don't. He doesn't sell stuff for like too much over, or he's not like trying to like wait for it. He's just right. literally trying to move it. But I think he said the profit was at the end of the day having to split it with someone else, but like total was like $18,000 okay. for like a sneaker release. Okay. That's pretty good. See, see, all this caught me totally by surprise. Like you, Joe, yeah. I woke up that morning, you know, I wake up early every Saturday, but not for sneaker releases, go run 15 miles, whatever. Okay. But um, I was going on Twitter and I was like, these are selling out. People are freaking out. Over yeah. I was like, this was has to be, an yeah, same. I was like, this has to be an old video. And it, it wasn't. And to be honest, when I saw that video, people were like, these aren't good. These aren't good. But a lot of people must have thought that they were good. You know, the last shoe that that happened with that caught everyone off guard is like five years ago or whatever was that white and pink Jordan uh, yeah, 12. Yeah. Women's where, Jordan 12 that we're like, we're fighting for. Yeah. There was like a, at the champs over in right, mm -hmm. right down the street, there was like people knocking each other out in the streets for a white and pink Jordan Didn't 12. Didn't make sense. I don't want to be too self-referential, but I actually tweeted out that day because I was like, <laughs> people wanted those blue threes like that. What's the deal? So I'm just going to like. People are saying, oh, because it came from the almighty alma mater. I'm just reading through my replies here of okay. Michael Jordan, Tar Heels. That's I'm actually, Another that's person, good. I'm a Tar Heels fan. Okay, makes sense. Um, if it was not, not everything is about UCon If it was a UConn? No, no, just not to like go down that road too much. But if it was a black and Carolina blue Air <sighs> Jordan 3, no, but would you like it? That sounds kind of gross to me. I don't know. Black and Carolina is rough. 
Also, I think I think I just like <laughs> philosophically like what nerds we are. We keep going. I, I as I say philosophically, <laughs> I'm talking about the sneaker, but yeah. no, I, I don't like the idea of like turning a player exclusive shoe into a shoe that anyone can have with or without the logo. I it feel just the it down same. Immediately. Why do we feel put it that away way? for a decade? But why do we feel that way? And not put to it be, away for fifteen since, years since this room is full of self referential people. The Carmelo Anthony, where I asked him, like, he said that the Jordan 11, the all-patent leather red one, mm -hmm. was his favorite, and then they released it, and it kind of took away from it. Yeah. It's the same exact thing, and I feel the same way. It's like this litmus test of PE, no one could get it, and then yeah. all of a sudden, a couple years later, it releases, and why do we feel that way, that it just isn't as special? That's, I mean, Well, I maybe because it isn't as special, but also, yeah, like, I totally agree with you. That's kind of like another... Jordan stuff that kind of got a little more mainstream is like the Oregon stuff at first was all P stuff, but I think the first one that they dropped on like a mainstream levels they Just did that air they did that Oregon uh, foam posit yeah for like but for you so maybe that's closer to you but like how did you feel and you're a guy who had the Oregon Air Jordan threes did you send right. Devin for those or. <laughs> But you had that shoe. You had that shoe. But Have then I told that story? Yeah. I'm sure I've told that. No, not the Devin story about oh. how I got the Jordan 3s. I'm sure I've told This that. is a really good story. You should tell it right now. Uh, hold on. Before you tell it, how long is it? It's like four minutes, maybe. Oh. All right. Let's make it 2.30. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I was at the University of Oregon when that shoe first came out. This was before uh, player-exclusive Jordans. These were, were the were black. Huge these bubble. were the black. Yeah. In... yeah, I'll tell the story. Okay. Uh, this was the black. <laughs> oh, just... no, I'm, I'm, I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. Um, you wasn't there, but I was. It's the black pit crew Jordan three. I had no type of like connection to the sneaker world, like on a formal level. I was or maybe I was writing blog posts for sneaker news at the time, but no type of clout. Let's make that abundantly okay. clear. Um, the first people to get them were students who were in the pit crew, which is the Oregon basketball like fan section that went to a bunch of games. They got them. Like, got it. They, some pairs were floating around campus. You would see people with them. Crazy. Crazy stuff, unprecedented at the time, in my opinion. Eventually, how you could get them was they made them like, uh, like a prize of sorts for going to lesser attended games, so like women's basketball games. Women's basketball team is amazing right now, but back then it wasn't a huge draw. So we started going to every women's basketball game. Okay. Are you clocking me? Are you running the time on this? No, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to talk fast. Okay, right. you're getting a little you, you, at you okay. asked me to tell a story. So All right, twenty one. Keep going. I started going. going to every women's basketball game where they would raffle off a pair of the shoes with two hundred bucks cash in my pocket. Okay, two hundred bucks how cash. Two hundred cash in college. The student loans. Were okay. Good. okay, okay, okay. Um, keep going. Wasn't missing any meals. So, one game I'm there. They keep calling out raffle tickets. I see people get up. I'm like, that person's not going to fall for this. That person's not going to sell it to me. Boom. They call one raffle number, and I see an old couple get up. They just won these pit crew Jordan 3s. Wow. I'm like, this is it. Mm -hmm. I have the cash in my pocket. So I see them get up. I'm on the other side of the arena, uh, Matthew Knight Arena. I walk out. I meet him in the hallway. I chase him down. I said, look, 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 look. And I even the way I phrased it was tactical. I said, I'll give you $200 for that ticket. You Not even for your prize. That you identified an old couple for the, the suckers. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Keep going. So I said, I'll give you $200 for that ticket. Not, you know. They're like, we don't even know what we want. What? Yeah, sure. What? What is it? I was like, you want a pair of shoes and a jacket. That's it, because there was a matching jacket. I said, that's it. And they said, yeah, oh yeah, we'll do. Yeah, that's we'll, it. We'll key, do it. We'll Two hundred dollars for a pair of Oregon Jordan threes. I think those sell for like five thousand wow. dollars now. Had no idea at the time that it would get that high. But so we we went behind a pillar in the arena, and I gave them two hundred dollars cash. They gave me the ticket. I nervously shaking walked up to the counter and said. Um, yeah, Brendan Dunn and yeah. handed them my ticket and wrote down my size and a few weeks later I had the Oregon wow. Jordan 3s. Were you, were you wearing Black Air Force 1s when you did this? <laughs> it who, wasn't a scam. Who, who, who knew that Brendan Dunn believed in capitalism that much? <laughs> Look at you. Identified the opt? 
<laughs> That's how I got the Oregon Jordan 3s. I did not hold on to them long enough, and I do still feel a little bit guilty for selling them, but I was a college student, and I did have some student loans, but maybe not enough. Joe, how, how long did that story? It was around 2.30. That's around perfect. 2.30? Yeah, yeah, that was that pretty good. That was a pretty good story, though. Yeah, that was good. Oh, Where how, were we? How, 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 <laughs> poverty how, poverty how, PEs. Now that, real now, thing, now that we reached the That's apex the of thing, the baby. podcast with that story, how can we recover? <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the last thing I think we should talk about, the thing that everyone's talking about, and I would like to see what you guys think about this from when we first saw them to more recent, mm-hmm. the Dior Jordan 1s. This is the big one. This is what everyone's talking about. Every day we see something about two thousand dollars, two thousand dollars, eighty five hundred pairs made. Yeah, I, yeah, we're we're not sure on that. I just want to like okay. get a caveat some of this stuff because like the there was a different number of pairs originally rumored to be made. So Nike hasn't confirmed that stuff, but it looks like two thousand dollars retail, eighty five hundred pairs made. Joe Lapuma, do you yes. think you're gonna get floated a pair? Probably not. No, um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Honestly, it seems possible. With all this, uh, I don't wear white. Will I? Do <laughs> I deserve it, it? Is this a white sneaker that you would wear? Think, um, There's a bit of gray on there. I like the lows better. That's all I would say. What? Yeah, I like the lows better. Is that a hot take? I just think uh, like the shoe Jordan... surgeon to customize them for you for a black pair. No, he's been doing great work though. Yeah, he really has. We got to get him a full size run. Yeah, you guys need to yeah. make that happen. But Dior ones. Let's start with wealthy. To me, it's like it's. I get it, and mm-hmm. I get what it does for Jordan Brand, and I understand all of that. I just think what it, does it do for Jordan Brand? It elevates the level of like we collaborated with Dior. Agreed. As, as much as you know, some people think that maybe some of these brands don't deserve to be in sneaker culture. Do you think that? Uh, sometimes yes, sometimes no. Dior is doing too many collabs. Yeah, but, that's but a conversation Kim right Jones, there. sneaker guy, had Nike collaborations, sure. like yada yada. Yeah. But um, it's. And I say this in the nicest way possible. It's the ultimate like asshole sneaker. Um, okay. Oh wow! In the nicest <laughs> way. What, what, what was the not nice way to say it? Um, it's just to me, it's it's totally uncool. Like it's one of those things where you're trying so hard to be cool by wearing it, okay. and it's one of those shoes that like kids are gonna like fantasize over so much. And you know, you, like I, I've written a story about it when we first saw it. And it was like the only people you're gonna see wearing it at first is like is like LeBron, you know. Uh, what's uh, my man's name? The the new Batman has a pair. What's the guy's name with the good jaw? Patterson. Yeah, Robert Patterson. But you know, pair. like celebrities, celebrities and, mm-hmm. and basketball players and you know, uh Travis you know, Scott. Yeah, musicians and all that sort of stuff. But then, you know, it becomes that one shoe that is the only thing you see on Instagram for like two years or whatever, and it's like everyone just fantasizes over something that nobody's gonna be able to own and it kind of like creates this legacy behind it and i get like these things are important to sneaker culture and a lot of things that we love do it but i just think that like a dior jordan one that's just like people are only wearing it because it's a status symbol more Mm -hmm. than i think them really loving the shoe um is the thing that creates that sort of energy in the sneaker space Uh, i feel you but also i feel like there's like a lot of genuine things about the project you know as far as kim jones being a creative director at at dior and like him having a legitimate sneaker background and him wanting to connect with jordan i think from a production standpoint the shoes are made in italy i don't know if that's gonna get weird with coronavirus just on a serious imagine oh i don't know i I wasn't even no not gonna go there yeah but you know um also the jordan brand is releasing suits that's insane there's like suits coming and like bomber jackets and all this stuff like are they sort of suits that michael jordan likes (laughs) to wear the audacity of jordan brand trying to sell you a suit 
because Dior helped them do it. Like, that's cool. It's like this classic idea of a collaboration where you say, like, the two entities have to give each other something that they didn't have before. And I think this is a genuine version of that. Also, like, like I said, from a production standpoint, like, we don't know exactly how they were made. But, like, on a materials level, I do think there's something there that's, like, special beyond the fuckboyism surrounding I them agree that you're that. alluding to. I, also, I really yeah. want to see all the apparel. Yeah, same. And let me ask you, LD, have you ever done that, what you said, maybe bought into the hype just for status? Do you think, is there a shoe, even Adidas, is there a shoe that you could, and I think it's fine, we all do it sometimes, but. There has to be. There has to be. I think, I'm actually curious. No, I think, I, I think I'll admit to the only thing that I've really purchased, maybe even beyond, like, maybe when I was, like, 20 buying, like, Nike. I mean, I love Nike SB stuff. I miss, yeah. I guess maybe some, I bought some of uh, not not even for some status. mediocre Nike SBs. No, but no, it was, like I guess one. I guess maybe you just kind of did it. Not you didn't do it just because it was cool, but you kind of felt like I'm flexing on people by right by wearing it? this stuff. No, just like I forget you know stuff like that. I remember buying like Morky Mini Dunks, like stuff like that, where you're like I liked it, but also you were like I want to flex on people. Yeah, you did know? you spend a lot of money on that? Shit? Uh, I was like 175 bucks. That's okay, a, not recent no, prices. but I would say the only thing that I can admit that I mean, and I like the way it looks, but I bought kind of as a status symbol mm -hmm. i would say is like the money i've spent on like stone island jackets I was gonna and say, stuff like yeah. that and i can admit that i yeah, can admit for that sure. i mean i'm sure i have a ton you yeah know? i'm sure i have white and carolina blue sneakers that we just <laughs> talked about that i probably got you also know the, the one the one white shoe that you said that you bought that you can't even wear the fucking supreme blazers yes you know what can i say one more example. thing about those white that's a perfect blue example threes also just to yeah. get us back there like you only need one blue pair of Jordan 3s. That's a true blue Jordan 3. And it came out not that long ago in 2016 with the Nike Air on the heel. So why do you need these? Yeah, I, I, what's a, what's I one got the Khaled ones, too. What's one <laughs> thing you've purchased as, like, a status symbol? Oh, I'm going to I'm gonna try and be honest here, and I, it just may take me a second to, like, think about it. I mean, I've spent a lot of money on Stone Island jackets yeah. for sure, but I, I do I've, genuinely I don't see story. you wearing Stone Island a lot. He's got is a few. It, is it because he wears it? I think I had a Stone Island jacket before, Wealthy, oh. if we're keeping it okay. Maybe. But, I'm sure there is something. It's yeah. just like how long do we want to sit here for me to think of it? Like Not throw that some long. stuff, throw some stuff at me. Not that long. Like hype sneakers? No. Any Jordans? Any New Balance? That, un that undercover leather jacket that no, you bought? No, that is fire. That <laughs> that leather jacket. He bought a Supreme suit though. Oh yeah, <laughs> he has a Supreme I, I, suit. I have. Okay, maybe that's it. I bought the I, salmon I like colored the, I like one. The, I have two Supreme suits. Actually, one of the few things I want from Supreme this season is the suit. There's another suit coming out that just looks nice. Maybe that's the hype thing for me. I don't Joe, know. What's one thing that you spent way too much money on besides the off-white fives? That I'm gonna were, keep thinking because that, that you bought it not because you necessarily liked it, but because you wanted to show people like I'm Joe Lapuma. First of all, there's nothing I bought that to tell people I'm, I'm Joe Lapuma. Yeah, yeah. You know, they that's already, what I mean, yeah. Uh, I bought a Visvim shirt yeah. recently, and it was definitely not cut for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I think what size? I, it was like an XL. It was like a silk shirt, really dope. Black silk with red letters, and I was so excited to wear it. Definitely does not fit me. Uh, I know the one. I know the you one. You know which one I'm talking you about, right? You got it from right? Union? No, I got it from Barney's. Okay. I think I'm going to give it to Frazier if I haven't already, because he's frail. So, <laughs> Frazier Tharp of the Watch Less podcast. Go, but go listen. It was like a $750 shirt. I had yep. a dinner that night. I was like, I'm definitely wearing this shirt. It's going to be dope. And I should have tried it on. I got home. It was not working um but yeah i think uh either gave it to fraser or i'm going to i want to say though i'm not going on record saying i'm impervious to that type of vibe i've definitely like fallen victim to it a lot of times mm -hmm. i just can't remember anything off the top of my head a lot of times one thing i get close to is rolexes because like i i don't know anything about the Th watch that's world. different though i know but, that, but it's for me i don't know anything about the watch world so it's something right. where i'm often like oh i should do this i should spend a couple thousand dollars despite not knowing 
you know, the first thing about which one's good. Or, right. And that's the thing. I'm always like, if I make a big purchase like that, I'm always trying to spend like a couple months to like. Yeah, we sit close to each other, so just walk by. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Joe with a, with a Rolex on his wrist um, right now, one I couldn't tell you anything about. Yeah, listen. Listen, Dior Jordan 1, I think another important thing for people to realize is, like, this shoe is going to be so hard to get, so maybe yeah. it doesn't even matter how you feel about it. Let me ask you, has it changed since you first saw it? Has your attitude towards it changed at all? I mean, I've warmed up to it, but to me it's still, like, I know I'm not going to get it, but it's one of those things if you get it, it's like, I'm going to resell the fuck out of that shoe. Does Dad like it? I think so. Okay. Has, has he, James. Yeah, I, has, I, I think he's he on board. I, I think I've warmed up to it more. I think it's so close to being like quite tasteful. Like if you look at the print that's on the tongue that's more subtle, I wish that that treatment was like the one that also appeared on the swoosh because the swoosh is just like that all over Dior pattern that they've put on some of their own inline shoes. And I think like that's the real easy play of like, look, it's a Dior logo. Come buy this. Like the shoe could have been a lot better. I think if it was all like it is on the tongue. These are coming out in April 2020. Like we said, not a lot of confirmed release date information, but select Dior stores and pop-ups. We saw this like release thing floating around about this raffle and that raffle. raffle. It looks like the lows yeah. are coming out afterward. We're assuming the lows are going to be more available because that's often how they do these things. I guess I would have to resell them at the end of the day. I don't know. Spending $2,000 on a sh- like if it is indeed $2,000 as we've heard, like yeah. that's the type of thing where you're just like, I don't know if I can really like wear a shoe that I know yeah. that there I was, spent that much on. There was, someone, there was someone in the office that had said that, that if they got the Dior ones that they would wear them and like the look on my face was just like, why would you do that? You were baffled. You know, I think that we started the podcast with the current state of Jordan, and mm-hmm. I think it's only been three months, so it feels like we covered a lot in a little amount of time. As far as what they're doing in 2020. Yeah, and, and it'll be interesting to see how the next quarter and how the year ends up, but um, I think overall, besides some of the models that we didn't like, there is some good energy behind them. Yeah, yeah. I, I like what Jordan's doing right now. Um, I think the product's still a little too retro-focused. Like, you know, Joe, we talked about the Nike Forum event that we were at where Nike was showing all its Olympic stuff and all its, like, new... Um, Innovative tech. ...performance shoes with, like, measurable benefits, you know. Measurable benefits, corporate speed. Like it. Um, that's what they said. I mean, you know, it's tested in a lab. But, like, remember, Jordan Brand wasn't a part of that equation at all, and that was kind of, like, a subtle reminder that uh, I think they're often second in line when it comes to this sort of innovation, and it's also, like, kind of points again to, like, how little new stuff they have, you know. It's just, like, not in the same oh, I think conversation. A, I think a good uh, moment to end it on, speaking of new Jordan stuff, was we uh, posted that um, new Jordan Delta shoe the other day yeah. that Edison Chen was like yep. alluding to. So we're just like, oh, what's he teasing? Yep. And Khaled saw it and was like, complex sneakers. Yeah, you added, haven't seen these? At a complex sneakers, he showed the full reveal of uh, the Delta He's Jordans. Like, these, these have been sitting in my room. Like, and then... Joe FaceTimes him in the middle of the office and talks to Khaled. It's an okay-looking shoe, I got to say. Yeah, Some of those new designs with that same language look kind of decent. And then Khaled screen-grabbed the FaceTime, and I'm like, my eyes are closed. The Puts worst it on story, yeah. And he wrote, uh, every day is complex con. Before we get out of here, though, I'm putting you guys on the spot. Okay. And I'll answer too. Favorite Jordan of the last two decades? It, this changes all the time. You want me to, want me to say mine first? Yeah, say okay. yours first. I think the Jordan 4 Black, black Laser. Right. Oh, Black Laser, not Black, the black Laser. Hat. I love the black hat, but I think like to answer this, like a little special one, mm-hmm. the Jordan 4 black laser, how I got those. You have two minutes and 30 seconds. Okay. First of all, I love them. I think um, 2006 Bradley Carbone, who I've mentioned on this podcast, the lifestyle editor at Complex, the of first course. sneaker guy at Complex. Went he on was, to work at Adidas for yes, a long time. He was wearing them at his desk and I was like, wow. And, you know, never had a chance to get them. I got them around 
four years ago. Shout out to Benjamin Kicks. He delivered them to the Epic Hotel in Miami. He got a, it. He, always he, comes back to Miami. Came, met me in the lobby, and I have them, and I wear them a ton. I wore them just for Carmelo, and yeah. I will also say the sole is falling apart. So there's a chance that I'm going to wear them either to the office or on an episode, and the sole is going to come off. But I love those black laser fours. Uh, Sheck West Warm on your guys' yep. show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wealthy, do you have a pick? You uh, gotta pick one. Come you, on. You know what shoe I used to wear? Not the Aqua 8. Quite a bit. I used to wear the... This is gonna come the, out of left field. I'm interested No, the in original uh, black and white Jordan Futures when they first came out. Yeah. Dude, really? I had like three pairs of those. They were so comfortable. Remember the gold Jordan brand classic? Wow. That you gave That you gave to Marrow? Okay, I gave Okay, I gave the Jordan brand classic pair to... The Kid Marrow? Yes. And they went for what three grand? He was like, he comes in your office I gave in, in the original Jesus yeah. and days, and was like, Joe LaPuma, yeah, you yeah, never yeah. give me sneakers. And I gave Back him when those. that was a, a podcast and yeah. a show yeah, and here I, at Complex. Who ended up being on sneaker shopping full circle? Yeah, um, but yeah, I gave him those Jordan Brand Classic Futures, and they turned out to be like a couple thousand dollars. Were you mad? Nah, because you're not a guy I that like takes the Flight Club anyways. Though, nah, so it doesn't and, matter. I, and I love those guys. So, uh, um, but. That's I don't even remember you wearing futures. I, I wow! Wore, I wore that like when it first came out. I just thought it was cool and very other, comfortable too. Oh, I remember when that shoe came out. The future we were mad because or you were mad because everyone was <laughs> Me wearing, always mad. Drive every, snitching. Everyone was forty eighth forty eighth minute, but everyone everyone was posting them the black and red pair, and they were posting with boot cut jeans. And Joe Lapuma was like, "They're fucking ruining that shoe on the internet. We need to show them how they do it." What and like, and then you were like, "All right, get the camera," and you had like the black skinny <laughs> this, jeans on. This is. <laughs> Is yeah, this the, true? Yes, there's a story on the on the website. God. It's like people don't know how to wear the Jordan Future, and you and like you oh, had like how embarrassing. And you had a picture of uh, Joe Lapuma, you he know, with the, with the skinny what, jeans and the what, strong wait, uh, waist down. Yeah, wow, dry uh, sh- snitching sh- alert. Sure. Here it is for everyone who listens. Saint there Laurent? it is. Where were the jeans from? Probably Saint Laurent. Um, but Saint the other Laurent. shoe too that I wish the one shoe that you'd be surprised that never got released that I thought was really dope was the Travis Scott Trunners. Yeah. yeah, those are people. Cool yeah, people really like those. I have beef with the guy who made the trunner. So, oh boy, we can't talk about that. You didn't right clean here. his shoes on spring. Por- right Portland guy, or I, we can't talk about that. Okay, I actually don't have beef with him. He has beef with me, but right, we well, can't talk about. Just that. say the word. Um, might you know look what? might look light. Um, <laughs> we have you. Um, I'm gonna exclude like like OG colorways and things like that because that stuff is too easy. I mean, like I wear black cement threes like a decent amount. That's probably the Jordan I wear the most. Mm-hmm. I have a like. 1985 Jordan 1 stuff like that but like I mean the cool grade 3 is actually very high for me and I have fond memories of like buying those on Nike Talk does that have the cement print with the little orange does it have orange orange on there yeah Yeah. yeah. that was like I had those that was like I think that was the first shoe I bought on a sneaker forum and I remember like I did the PayPal thing all wrong and he was like what the fuck and like he didn't have the money in time but he still sent them to me I think I paid like a hundred and nine dollars for them or something but that's you know just like a random shoe that i have super fond memories of i gotta dig them out of my closet in oregon but interesting that's a good i'm gonna say cool gray three i don't know crucify me for it no that's fine to each his own i want to mention regardless of how we feel about jordan brand you know ups and downs and things like that i think it is getting bigger and bigger it's always important to come back to the numbers we don't always have the numbers but mark parker executive chairman at nike said like in their most recent earnings calls is december 2019 the jordan brand on wholesale equivalent basis, just earned its first billion dollar quarter. This was last year. So, you know, we like to complain. There are things we're not sure of, how much the new product really impacts, you know, how much retros are moving. This this thing sat, this thing didn't. But I think it's clear that it's bigger than ever. Definitely. And that's a testament to what they've been doing. And, um, again, like I said, you know, we can nitpick some models and we're allowed to. And 
some people may feel that way, but... It sounds like overall, though, we're pretty happy yeah. with the stuff Jordan Brand's been doing in 2020. Is that a fair characterization of all of us? I think so. Yes. Welty, not a Jordan hater. No, look it. Not a Jordan hater. Growth. Not a yeah. hater in general? Not a hater in general. That's bullshit, but growth. <laughs> <laughs> not as much as I used to be. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I want to say one thing. There's a lot of people missing from the office today. We are missing somebody in the room here. Not the producer, but our, our resident intern, Dave Matthews, <laughs> complex employee. He works with Joe on sneaker shopping. He's do, not here. Do, we, yes. Happy are, you, are you happy that he's in the room or not? Or not happy that he's, or happy that he's not here? I mean... I'm happy right, it he's turned not into here a shout out. Hold on, hold on. I'm hold happy on. he's not here because it is his birthday. It is his birthday. He's, he's somewhere going, else. I was just in Miami with him. Shout out Dave Matthews. He is taking his lovely wife to a Italian restaurant. He was like, I gotta Olive get off. Garden? No, not Olive Garden. Where Big Delamonico's. Okay. Shout out Dave Matthews. Happy birthday, buddy. Thank you guys so much for joining us on the Complex Sneakers Podcast. Make sure you guys check us out every Friday morning wherever you consume your podcasts. Thanks so much. We will see you next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 